Praise the Lord. What do y'all want to do tonight? Huh? What y'all want to do? Dance? Who shout? We could have had some dancing a while ago. Y'all could have. I looked you over. You could have danced some. <laughs> so next time it comes around like that, just help yourself. It'll be all right. Shout. Somebody say, y'all dance here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we wave our arms and shout and say amen. Praise God. Well, you know, there are different purposes for different meetings, and you need to know what your purpose is. I mean, if it is a praise service, well, just spend most of your time praising. If not, well, then do whatever you're supposed to. If it's a healing meeting, then what's the focus? Let's focus on healing. Let's get pray about healing. Let's get faith for healing. Let's minister healing. Amen. But what's this week? Anybody know? Week of increase. So we're talking about these things that build faith for uh, uh, increase, faith for prosperity. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And see, faith in an area comes from hearing the Word in that area. If you need faith for healing, hearing about water baptism won't give you faith to be healed. Did you hear me? If If you need faith for healing, then what do you need to hear? You need to hear what the Bible says. Right? About healing, because the faith for healing will come from hearing that. So would you look with me at our text again in Psalm 115. Psalm 115. And then we're going to go to Proverbs 3. Psalm 115 and Proverbs 3. Somebody say, the Lord is good. good. Now let's pray before we read this. And uh, you're not limited to what I know tonight. The Holy Spirit's our teacher. And uh, just believe that he'll he'll minister to you and show you some things. And, you know, one of the prerequisites for getting light and revelation is that you commit in your heart before you ever start hearing whatever he says to me, I'm going to do it. Amen. Amen. And that will open you up to get light and revelation from the Lord. Father, we thank you for the privilege of being here in your presence tonight. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for all your goodness, all your blessings. We give you all the credit and all the glory and all the praise for all this that has come in. This bounty from your hand. It is your place. It is your work. It is your church. And you are well able and you are faithful to provide for it. And we give you the glory for it. Give everybody ears to hear, we pray, and eyes that see, and a heart that's open and receptive. And let there be answers to questions and solutions to problems and direction for right now. And we purpose, Lord, not to be hearers only, but to be doers of the Word. And we know as we do, we shall be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody say, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Of the Word of God. Psalm 115, are you there? Twelfth verse. Psalm 115, 12. Says, The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. How many believe that right there? Hmm? He will bless the house of Israel. That's the covenant people. He will bless the house of Aaron. That's the preachers. 
He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. That's everybody else. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You're blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. (laughs) Does the earth belong to us? Yeah, God gave it to us. Amen. Amen. Did you get this now? The Lord shall, not maybe, not might, shall increase you more and more, you and all your youngins. Said out loud, the Lord is increasing me more and more, me and my children, more and more. Blessing us, increasing us. The Lord's doing it. Amen. That's what this week is about. He's increasing you more and more. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Something I need to say. Uh, some, some folk got stirred up last night when, when some of the big gifts came in. And that's great. You need to be stirred up. But let me just caution you now. Don't try to give... Beyond what the Lord tells you to. Amen. Hmm? Somebody said, boy, I didn't hear that preacher say that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> don't, don't try to give. I, I know some of you want to give. You want to give so bad. <laughs> you, you, you're almost ready to write a hot check. <laughs> uh, don't write a hot check. Well, I'm going to write a faith check, Brother Keith. What, what do you mean? No, no, that's a hot check. Don't don't do don't do that. Well, I I'm I'm I want to give so bad. I'm just going to take this. I needed it for this, and 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 it's already designated for this. But I'm going to take it and give. No, uh, uh-uh, no. Don't try to give beyond uh, what the Lord tells you to do. Now, if the Lord tells you to do something, He shows you to do it, and He puts it in your hand, and He tells you to do it. Well, it's going to be okay. But just make sure it's what He told you to do. Are you with me? And I know some of you, you wish you could write a $100,000 check tonight. You want to so bad? Well, get a hold of what we're talking about. Get a hold of the Word here, and there'll come a time when you can. It doesn't happen overnight. Some of these things don't happen in a month or two, or a year. But if you'll get it in your heart, if you get the seed of the Word in your heart, and you water it, and you feed it, and you start where you are, and you're faithful in your dollar, and you're faithful with your five, and with your ten, and your twenty, and you just keep on staying with it, it'll come the time when you'll write a check with one, two, three, four, five zeros on the left side of the decimal. Is it true? All things are possible. To him or her that believes. If you, if you put your faith on that and stay with it, you can get to that place. Amen. But don't just try to do something foolish and don't try to act beyond where you are. Did you hear me? Amen. Felt like I needed to tell you that. Amen. 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 Go with me to Proverbs now, please, the third chapter. God is the God of increase. This passage says that. 1 Corinthians 3 says that. Other places says that. It's God who gives the increase. 
God's not interested in decreasing you. He's not interested in taking away from you. It's the thief who comes to steal and kill and destroy. Right? That's what Jesus said. And the Lord's not even interested in you just staying where you are. He wants to what? Increase you. We asked the question last night. It's a big one. Don't just rush past it. Is it God's will for you to prosper financially and materially? A lot of people don't believe that. Is it all just up to God? Has God just set and ordained that there be most people be poor and a few people be middle class as they call it and a very, 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 very few people be really wealthy? Has God just set that and ordained that and it's his choice and it's really not up to us? Or does the scripture teach that you and I have something to do with this? And how far we go in some of these things is more up to us than it is to him. Because he told us what to do and then it's going to be up to us whether we do that or not. Does your faith have anything to do with it? Does your vision have anything to do with it? Does your giving, your sowing have anything? Yes, it does. How about your obedience? Yeah. Didn't the Bible say if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Not the junk, not the broke stuff, not even the used stuff. God didn't make all that new stuff for drug dealers. <laughs> Did he? Proverbs 3, are you there? Now I mentioned to you last night if you were here that Phyllis and I, even after being in the ministry for a few years, Still just broke. Still just struggling. I mean, have you ever wanted to do something cost $10 and couldn't do it? Yeah. I mean, didn't, sometimes didn't have money to just for gas to go to a meeting. Been in a meeting, couldn't give anything, didn't have it. You ever got behind on your bills? Yeah. I mean, you just barely were making it. And then you got behind, well, how are you going to catch up? Because you were just barely making it to start with. Now you got to make it plus catch up. You ever felt like you was half a nostril above water? <laughs> I mean, just, just a little bit more. And you're going under, you're going down. Yeah. You ever felt like that? Yeah. We have. Yeah. We've been there. Yeah. Struggle, struggle, <laughs> struggle, debt, behind. And year after, in the ministry, and I kept reading these scriptures. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Kept reading that the Lord said, He's able to make all grace abound toward us, so that we always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Kept reading, My God will supply all your needs according to His riches, in glory by Christ Jesus. God gives us richly all things to enjoy. Verse after verse after verse that tells you God wants you blessed, even rich. I sure wasn't. I said I sure wasn't. Wasn't even in the, in the same county with it. And I never, it, it got to the point, you know, when it, whether it's sickness and disease, whether it's confusion, whether it's poverty, whether it's lack, any of these things, you got to decide if it's the work of the devil or if it's the work of God. 
Because if it's God's work, you're not going to resist it. But if it's the work of the devil, you don't have to put up with it. And you, you know, what you will tolerate, you're going to keep. What you will put up with, you're going to live with. It's going to stay with you. And I got to the place where I was tired of being broke. I said, I got to the place where I was tired of never having a dollar to do anything. And I remember just, I went into the bedroom and I shut the door and I fell across the bed and just wept before the Lord. And I said, Lord, this is not right. I know you're not doing this to me. I see in the word, you want me to be blessed. I see Jesus, the Bible said Jesus, though he was so rich, yet for our sakes, he became poor so that we, through his poverty, might be made rich. Scripture after Scripture after Scripture. Look at the covenant people of God in the Old Testament. Abraham, God made him rich. Is that right? His sons, his sons' sons. David, Solomon, person after person after person. God made them rich. And I lay there and I wept and I said, Lord, help me out. Have mercy on me. This is not your fault. It's not your will. What, What do I need to see? Show me. Help me. Teach me. What am I not doing that I need to do? What am I doing that I need to quit? Help me. Have mercy on me. And I'm glad to tell you tonight he did. I said he did. And I didn't see it all that day or the next. But it seemed like for five years, every day, the Lord was teaching me about this and showing me something else. Amen. And we begin to put it into practice. And it didn't happen overnight or in a month or in a week. But we begin to come up. Come up. I said, come up and come up. Hallelujah. And we're not as far as I'm wanting to go and believing to go, but we sure are a long ways from where we used to be. Glory to God. Been able to give and sow to ministries. Man, it's a blessing. It's so much fun. I said, it's so much fun. To be able to do something. We've been in several places out on the field and, and overseas and in different parts of the country and the world. And something came up and they needed something. And the Lord said, you do it. And I could. I said, I could. Man, that does something for you. I said, that does something for you. Take care of that. And you could. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about me now. I'm talking about you. How many want to believe and get to the place where God can use you to meet some needs and do some things? Well, I'm going to share with you, beginning tonight, what I consider five of the major things that he dealt with me over those five years. We're going to deal with number one tonight. This is the first thing he dealt with me about. He said to me, I don't mean I heard an audible voice now. But distinctly inside me, he said, Keith, one of the first things you must overcome is selfishness. You must put me first. You must honor me. Number one, honor God. Put him first. Now I'm talking about in your money, in your finances. Proverbs 3, are you there? Proverbs 3, verse 9. What's the first word? Honor Honor the Lord, very specific here, with your substance. 
at your money, at your stuff. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the what? Not second fruits. First fruits of what? Of all your increase. What comes next? So shall your barns. Somebody said, I don't have a barn. Yeah, you do. If you don't, you ought to get one. Natural barn's nice, but I'm talking about a barn's a store place. Hmm? Savings account is a barn. Different investment vehicles or barns. Right? If you don't have your savings account, you ought to get you one. Even if you just put a little bit in there. Because the Bible talks about the Lord blessing your storehouse. What if you don't have no storehouse to bless? What's the Lord going to fill up? You don't have a place to fill up. Right? So shall your barns, your store places be what? Filled. Filled with plenty. And your presses will burst out. With new wine. Oh hallelujah. If you do what? If you honor the Lord. With your stuff. Your substance. Your wealth. Your ability. And with the what? First fruits. Of all your increase. Now go with me to the New Testament please. Matthew 6. Matthew the 6th chapter. I'm beginning to tell you what brought us out of being broke. What brought us up from the bottom. What has brought us out of, you know, debt after debt and problem after problem, need after need. Number one, what do you do? Honor the Lord. Honor God. Put Him first. Now we're talking about in your money. Like one fellow said, he said he thought a lot of people when they got baptized, if they'd have done it properly, they'd have held their pocketbook out. <laughs> they'd have held the pocketbook up out of the water while they went down because that part <laughs> is not dedicated to the Lord. <laughs> and you know, in just about any church you want to talk about, this one ain't going to be that way. Amen. How do you know? I hadn't said it yet, but you just agreed with me. Thank you. That's good good. Most any church you want to talk about, I mean, you want a great calm to come over the assembly, start talking about money or people's kids. (laughs) But is the Lord supposed to have first place in your money and in your kids? Does the Bible say anything about money? Does it? It's amazing how much is in the scripture on money and how people, you know, don't think they don't want, you know, preachers talking about it. Now, we've already received the offering. Don't get scared. I'm, I'm not getting ready and, uh, to make a big pull for money. Not doing any of that. But this is what got us out. And it's what will get you out. If, you, if, you, if you've come out, you know what I'm saying. Use the truth. You, you'll see it as we go along. But if not, I don't care how broke you are. You can go ahead and get excited right now. <laughs> I don't care how broke you are. I don't care how behind you are. 
you put these things into practice, God will bring you out. Amen. Makes no difference how old you are, how young you are, what your background is. No difference at all. Amen. How educated you are, uneducated. Hmm, makes no difference. These are laws, spiritual laws that God has established. They'll work for you when you put them into practice. In Matthew 6, in verse, the latter part of the 6th chapter here, the 31st verse, Matthew 6, 31, says, Take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But what? Don't don't seek the stuff first. Seek what? Seek first. The kingdom of God. Now somewhere know that language just gets past people. God's business. Amen. God's church. His body. His work in the earth. His things. Seek it what? First. Not second. Not also. But first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he doesn't care about that stuff. No, what did it say? And all these things that he got through saying, don't, don't think about it, don't worry about it, don't run after it like the Gentiles, but that don't mean you can't have it. God himself says he's going to add it to you. He himself is going to add it to you if you will put him first. Put his things first. Seek the benefit of his church in the earth, his kingdom, his body. His people. His business. How many believe it's a fact? If you'll take care of God's business. He will take care of yours. Do you believe it? I've seen it. I've proved it out over the years. Seek ye first. The kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all these things. Will be added to you. But now we need to talk about. How do you put him first? How do you honor him with your substance? There are some specific ways that the Bible mentions doing it. Number one of which is tithing. Everybody say tithing. 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 Somebody said, do we have to tithe? No. You don't have to tithe. Nor do you have to pray. Nor do you have to serve God. You don't have to do anything along these lines. God's not going to make you. But it'll sure cost you if you don't. I said it'll sure cost you if you don't. And you understand, the Lord doesn't just want you to honor Him. He wants you to want to honor Him. It's a heart thing. Do you understand? I think sometimes even preachers have left the idea if you shake the people long enough till the money falls out, they'll be blessed in spite of themselves. But it's not true. I said it's not true. In this new covenant, without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
Man looks on the outward appearance. The Lord looks at the heart. Amen. And unless you give in faith, and unless you give willingly, and unless you give gladly, without grudgingly, not because you feel like you have to, because you want to, you won't be blessed. But oh, when you do, when you put God first, is it a fact? Did the Lord Jesus himself say, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things. What thing? He's talking about stuff. He's talking about housing and food and clothing, right? Yeah. Stuff. Amen. Does the Lord take responsibility yeah. for housing you, yeah. clothing you, feeding you, yeah. blessing you, even with the good and the best of the land? Yeah. If you do what? Honor. Put him first. Amen. Seek him first. Amen. Amen. Let's talk about tithing. Anybody know about tithing? Like one preacher said, he kept talking about tithing, tithing. And one fellow said, uh, he said, it's tithe you keep talking about. What do you, what do you mean? You're talking about railroad ties or neckties? What, what do you mean? He said, neither one. Tithes, not ties. Tithes. The word tithe literally means tenth. The tenth part are 10%. And here is the concept and principle of tithing, that the 10%, the tenth of the increase, belongs to the Lord. Now, I know from experience, a lot of people don't believe that. Some folk get aggravated about it. They get upset. And we're not, I'm not telling you what you have to do. I already told you you didn't have to do it. Don't have to do anything. Lord's not going to make you. But if you want to qualify for the full blessing of the Lord, you're going to have to put him first. And this is one of the main ways. This is not all there is to honoring God with your, with your substance. But this is, this is one of the first big steps to honoring him. Now go back with me to the Old Testament. And let's just read a few scriptures that establish this truth that the tithe is holy and belongs to the Lord. Leviticus, the 27th chapter. Now, without taking the time to read all the scriptures this evening, sometimes people will say, well, now, you know, that tithing, that's just back in the Old Testament. First of all, that's not true. Well, that was just for the Jews. That's just under the Old Testament covenant, the Old Testament. No, that's not true. Tithing was before the law. It was during the law. And it's after the law. You can see scriptures, every one. First of all, before the law, without going and reading it to you, in Genesis, you're going to Leviticus, but in Genesis 14.20, it said Abraham. He came and he gave the high priest, Melchizedek, tithes of all. This was long before there was a law. How did he know to do this? What made him do this? He knew God. I said he knew God. He walked with God. You know, help me with this tonight, Lord. Tithing is a revelation. Did you hear me? It's not something you do mechanically. 
In fact, I prefer not to use the phrase pay tithes. Now, I'm not saying that's a wrong phrase. I'm just saying for my own thinking, I used, uh, it would be rare for me to use the word pay tithes. I didn't say it wasn't right. But I don't want myself paying a tithe check like I pay the electric bill. You with me? I'm talking about my own thinking. Like I pay a payment on something or no. You, in fact, you'll find this phrase, tithe the tithe. Yeah. And if you read the scripture, you'll find out that the Lord gave them specific instructions how that they were to bring it, you know, before the high priest and how they were to stand up and say, Lord, I was nobody. I was a slave and you brought me out of bondage and you've blessed me and you've blessed my crops and here I'm returning the first portion to you. Behold your people and bless us. And then he said, give thanks and worship before the Lord our God. See, tithing is not just throwing a check in the plate. Tithing is, an, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but tithing is a number of things, but it's a revelation. It's something you do from the, from the heart. And it is honoring God. I said honoring God. Every time you write that tithe check, you need to be thinking honoring God. Honoring God. Actually, there's two words used. Honoring God with the tithes and first fruits. Tonight we're talking about tithes. But we are talking about putting God first. Leviticus 27. Was tithing before the law? Yes, it was. Abraham tithed. And what I was saying is, you know, you wouldn't have to know a bunch of scriptures. If you love God and God's blessing you, you want to honor him with some of what he's blessed you with. Right? In Leviticus, the last chapter of Leviticus, 27 and 30. 27, 30 says, and all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. Holy means it's separated to God's exclusive use. It's separate. It's pure. It's clean. It's the holy portion. A holy thing you can't use for something else. You can't use for common purposes. See the utensils and the instruments of the uh, the tabernacle in the temple. You know they had the the candle snuffers and lighters and ash shovels and buckets and all all made of pure gold. But you couldn't use them to clean out your fireplace. Did you hear me? They had certain incense they burned in there and certain oil they used to anoint the priest. But you couldn't use that on your on just your kids or you couldn't just, you know, wear one of them robes yourself. Right. Why? It was And the thing that they had uh, embroidered on the front of, of their miters was holiness to the Lord. Amen. What does that mean? You can only use this for the service of the Lord. Amen. What did this scripture say was holy to the Lord? The tithe, the tenth part, is holy to the Lord. That means you don't spend that on your car parts. That means you don't buy groceries with it. Did you hear me? That means you don't give it to your children. 
Did you hear me? It is the Lord's. It's his. And it's holy and separated to him. Now you have to decide whether you believe that or not. Amen. But we decided years ago we did. And it was one of the first big steps that we took coming out of poverty. Coming out of Brokeville. Going to Prosperity Town. Amen. We, you know, we tithed kind of, sort of. Anybody know what I mean by that? (laughs) You know, some of the time, when we could, when we could afford it. Well, see, that's acting like that the tithe is yours. And you can do what you want to with it. You can give it to him if you want to. Or you can keep it. Because it's yours. Listen to this phrase. Tithing is not sowing. Because it's not yours. Tithing is returning the tenth part to the Lord because it is His. Now if you don't get anything else set in your heart tonight, I want you to get this set. Is the tithe the Lord's? Does it belong to him or does it belong to you? That's the decision you got to make. And don't take my word for it. Search the scripture and not just from me reading you a verse tonight. Get your concordance out. Get in this book. Read it. You need to answer that question. Does the tenth part belong to the Lord? Does the Lord have any money in the earth? I mean, he needs money. For his churches, for his works, does he have any money? Yes, really, the tenth of every increase everywhere should be going to his works. Amen. He said, that's mine. You know, he is the Lord Almighty. He could have said 90 is mine. Couldn't he? He could have said 90 percent is mine. Somebody said, well, it's all his. Well, yes and no. We just got through reading, the earth has he given to the children of men. No, he gives you some and says, this is yours. You can spend this on you. This is mine. You can't spend this on you. Right? Keep reading. Verse 32, just look at the last phrase there. The tenth shall be what? The tenth shall be holy to the Lord. Go to Deuteronomy 14. Y'all got time for this tonight? For us just turn and, and read some scriptures. I know you're not shouting and jumping in the chair, but some things you don't shout maybe at first, but when you do them and get the results, then there'll be a whole lot of shouting going on. I mean, I'm shouting. I mean, through the ministry, we sold 153,000 into this church last night. I'm not talking about what came in the offering. I'm talking about Phyllis and myself, our ministry. Glory to God. I'm talking about used to be an old poor boy from Mississippi with mud between my toes and dumb as a post. And God has blessed me. Can you say amen? Glory to God. I'm about to get happy. Man, I used to 
think $100 was just huge. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look, I remember one time I needed $300 to fix my car and went and begged the banker. It was a huge deal. Finally got that money, borrowed that $300. I needed a motor and, and, and stuff. To, my car was broken. Man, that $300 looked big as a house to me. And to think, just a few years later, writing checks for 100000 50000 Woo, glory. Oh, glory. God's no respecter of persons. I said, God's no respecter of persons. What he'll do for one, he'll do for another. He doesn't love one more than another. He's de- what are you decreeing? What are you saying? And I'm telling you what started us on this path. Hmm? This is the first major thing the Lord. I, now I'm talking about, I had been to Bible school. I'd been preaching for years. But I wasn't really doing this. Did you hear me? I knew some of this. I quoted it. But I wasn't really doing this. And as soon as we started doing it, we made the commitment. We're going to do this no matter what happens. We're going to do this because this is the way it is. We begin to come up. Number one, what do you do? Honor. Honor the Lord. Put him first. Deuteronomy 14. Are you there? Deuteronomy 14 and 22. 14, 22. What does it say? You shall truly tithe all the increase of your seed that the field brings forth year by year. Somebody say, well, I don't have any crops. That don't apply to me. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> increase, right? Income. They got the fields in. Corn came in. Wheat came in. Check comes in. Right? Same deal. Same deal. What what will you do with all your increase? Tithe off all the increase. All the profit. Did you hear me? All the profit. See, they put the seed into the field. And then God rained on it and the sun shined on it and here came the produce. And everything that it produced, they tithed. They took the tenth portion of all the harvest and they gave it, they brought it to the house of God and it went to the, uh, the Levites and the priest and it went to keeping the house and God buying, getting firewood for the house of God, you know, all that stuff. Those, the Lord's churches and ministries and missionaries and outreaches need money today. Do you understand if everybody tithed? If everybody tithed, there wouldn't be missionaries begging for money. There wouldn't be churches that, you know, undead up to their eyes and can't pay their bills. The fact is, very few people tithe. It is pitifully few people tithe. And that's one reason why there's such a lack and such such shortage. Well, I got quiet in here when I got to talking about it. <laughs> now, if I say anything that applies to you, remember it applied to me at one time, right? I'm telling you how, how I've coming out. 
And not only that, just look straight ahead and don't act like it applied to you. Just look straight ahead and go, yeah, Brother Keith, yeah, tell them. Yeah. And then if you need to, go home, fall across the bed and go, oh, God, oh, God, that was me. (laughs) But I'm changing. I'm repenting. No condemnation, just vision and faith to honor God and to have great increase. How many believe God's not wanting to take something away from you? He's not wanting to decrease you. He's wanting to increase you. Go with me to uh, Luke real quickly. Everybody know Luke's in the New Testament? Luke. 11. Luke 11, 42. Luke 11, 42. Who's talking? Red letters, right? Jesus is speaking. He said, woe to you, Pharisees. You tithe. You do what? You tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs, and you pass over the the judgment and love of God. You should have practiced judgment and love of God at tithing as as passed away. Hmm? That's not for us in the New Testament. What did Jesus say? These... You should have done. You ought to have done. Right? And then not to leave the other. Did Jesus say that they they should quit tithing now? Because I'm bringing in the New Testament here. And that was just all for the Jews and under the old. Did Jesus say you ought to tithe? Did Jesus say it? Am I reading the Bible here? Jesus, the Master, said you ought to have done this. Amen. Back up to Matthew, if you would. I believe it's the 12th chapter. Matthew 12. I'm happy about this. Glory to God. Because you talk about some major benefits. You talk about some blessings that belong to the tither. You talk about some benefits that come from honoring God. We just got through reading your barns. will One translation said overflow. Your barns will overflow with plenty. Your presses will bust out. God will bust your press with too much. Matthew 12. Matthew 12. You know they, they came and tried to catch Jesus. And they tried to uh, get him in an issue uh, about tithing. That's the wrong, uh, wrong chapter. I'll think of it here in a minute. Let me just quote it to you. You remember they brought, they said, you know, what about it, Master? Is it right to pay taxes or not? Trying to catch him, you know. And he said, bring me a denarius. Coin. And they brought, you remember that? And they showed it to him. And he said, whose image and whose superscription is on there? They said Caesar's. What did he say then? Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's. Now get the rest of it. And to God's the things that are God. Are there things that belong to God? Is there money and stuff that belongs to God? 
according to the Internal Revenue Service, is part of your income belong to them? Hmm? Are they happy with 10%? (laughs) Tithing has never gone up in thousands of years. God has never raised the tithe. Any of you gave more than 10% of your income to Uncle Sam? Let me see. Raise up your hand. Any of you, you gave more than 10% of your income. Do you believe and you have it in your heart that you should support the government more than you support the kingdom? You see what I'm saying? People fuss and say, well, you know, well, now, Brother Keith, I don't believe in all that. I believe we just ought to be led. We just ought to be led by the the Lord. Well, I do too. Amen. Be led. (laughs) But I tell you this. If you consistently give less than 10%, you're not being led. I don't care what you say. We got a better covenant. Established upon better promises. Amen. We got a better mediator. We don't support God less than they did under the Old Testament. We give less. No. No. Somebody say no. Does God have money? I'm talking about right here in the earth. Is there a portion that he said is mine? It's mine. The tithe belongs to the Lord. Go to Hebrews. This is the last one I'm wanting to give you on this. Hebrews 7. Hebrews is in the New Testament, isn't it? Matthew's in the New Testament. Luke's in the New Testament. Right? Is tithing for us today? Yeah, it is. Now, if you want to fuss about it, save your mail Save your ink. You're not going to convince me to quit tithing. Okay? It's working for me. Hmm? I said, it's working for me. I'm a blessed man. I said, I'm a blessed man. I'm eating the good of the land. Amen. Somebody come tell me, well, that tithing, that's not for everybody. And that don't work for everybody like that. I mean, you come too late to tell me. That's like coming telling a man in the swimming pool, ain't no water in there. And he's doing the backstroke. He's wet. You can't tell him. I'm wet. Okay, I'm wet with the blessing of the Lord. You can't tell me. I know what it was like before I honored God with my tithe and first fruits. I know what it's like after. And I'm staying with this. Amen. Now, you hadn't heard me say anything much about tithing, have you? Hadn't heard me say much about it. And you're not going to hear me harping on it and talking about it all the time? You're not going to hear me preaching condemnation? Or say, you're sorry, rascals, you better tithe. No, <laughs> you ain't going to hear it. Amen. No. You don't want to do it? I'm not going to bug you about it. I'm going to show you how to come out. Amen. Amen. You can follow me if you want to. And if you're not sure, don't just do something because I said so. Don't. No. Get your Bible. Mark these verses down. You go home. You pray about it. You lay it before the Lord. You look at it. Amen. 
Study it for months if you want to. But answer that question once and for all. Is the tithe holy to the Lord? Does the tenth belong to him? You need to settle. Don't, Don't play with that. Settle that question. Answer that question. Is it his or is all of it yours? See, got to answer that question. Hebrews 7, are you there? Hebrews 7 and verse 4. says, now consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch, who's a great man, man of God, Abraham gave the what? This was before the law given on Mount Sinai. This was before Moses, before all that, right? Is, do we see tithing in the Bible before the law, during the law, after the law? Yeah, yeah. He said, Verily, they that are the sons of Levi, who receive the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take tithes, or receive tithes of the people according to the law, that is, of their brethren, though they come out of the loins of Abram. But he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham. What happened when he received the tithes? And blessed him that had the promises. Received the tithes and blessed. Do we have a high priest today? Huh? Passed into the heaven, sat down at the right hand of the Father. Amen? Ever lives to make intercession for us. The high priest of our faith confession. Does he receive tithes? And then what happens? <laughs> he blesses. I said he blesses. And we see we just got through reading. The blessing is not just the money. There are people that have money that don't have the blessing. Hmm? What is the blessing? The blessing includes the money. We just got through reading in Matthew. It includes the the houses and the clothes and the the food and the stuff. But it ain't just that. It's not just that. It's the ability to eat that food in the presence of the Lord. To wear those clothes in the blessing of the Lord. To drive that car, to live in that house in the anointing. In the presence. In the joy. In the gladness. Of the, and to share it with the church and to share it with the poor. Amen? Amen. That's the blessing. Amen. Having it and being able to enjoy it and do something with it. That's the blessing. He said, verse 8, Here men that die receive tithes. Is that still true today? Yeah. I mean, Phyllis and I stand up here every Sunday and talk about tithes. And uh, we receive the people's tithes. It goes, none of that goes into our pocket, goes into the accounts, and goes into the work of the Lord. And this church tithes. We tithe More Life Ministries, which is our ministry we've had for many years, tithes. And this church tithes. A tenth of every dollar you sow here will go to another ministry. We have different accounts. And I talked to you about this a couple of Sundays ago. 
And if you haven't done this, I encourage you. One of the first things we did when we got the revelation, the tithe, the tenth, is the Lord's. It's His. We set up an account, a separate account from our accounts. It's the God account. It's the tithe and offering account. Amen. And every time when money comes in, as soon as money comes in, we take that first 10% off the top and we put it in that account before we look at bills, before we pay bills, before we even figure out what we need. Because it's not ours to do anything with. That's the question. Is it yours or is it his? We put it in that account. Uh, my ministry has a tithe and offering account. This church has a separate tithe and offering account. Phyllis and I personally have a separate tithe and offering account. And we take that. Now we actually, in some of these accounts, we take a lot more than 10%. But that's, that's according to your faith and that's according to what you get in your heart. But let me suggest to you to start with 11%. A minimum. Why? Because you got your tithe which is the Lord's, and you got a 1% offering, which is yours. Amen. And then as the Lord blesses you, you want to increase it 15%, 20%. Amen. You ever read the, the biography of uh, Mr. Letourneau, who developed all the heavy earth-moving equipment? He's the first man that put rubber tires on a bulldozer. And so much of this huge stuff you see out in these coal pits and everything, moving this big, giant stuff, he, he designed, he's called the father of the bulldozer. Many years ago he lived. His family were missionaries. And he thought he's going to be a preacher too. But as he began to seek the Lord in, in, his, in his late teens and everything, he realized the Lord wanted him to be a businessman for him. You understand, not everybody's supposed to be a preacher. And yet everybody can preach what they know to somebody else. God wants people in all walks of life to be witnesses for him. And uh, so he said, all right, Lord, okay. But now you got, uh, you got to be with me on this. And I am covenanting with you everything you give me, personally and business, I'm tithing. And he committed to it. And the Lord began to bless him. He didn't have a lot of education, but he knew God. Eventually, he got to the place where his, his business is big. He's got engineers that work for him. And they'd be trying to figure out how to solve a problem on a piece of heavy equipment. Stumped. They got all these degrees. The whole bunch of them put together. Can't figure it out. God would show him in a dream in the nighttime how to make that work on that machinery. He'd come in and say, fellas, what if we did this? They'd say, that would work. He said, yeah, I know. God told me it would work. Aren't you glad God knows about bulldozers? Here's the thing, though. As time went by, he began to change the ratio. He began to give God 20% and keep 80. He began to give God 30% and keep 70. He began to give God 40% and keep 60. And then he got to 50-50. That's a good place to be. I'm not telling you you have to do this. Don't get scared. Okay, I'm just, I'm telling you what he did. All right? People, people drawing up like, oh God, oh God. Hear the rest of the story, okay? By the end of his life, he had completely reversed it. He was giving God 
and living like a king. On ten, how many of you can live good on ten percent of twenty million a year? I mean, way back the man had houses and airplanes and all kind. Of, he'd go into a third world country and build roads for them and build a church and build a school and just give them all the equipment and leave. Glory to God. Blessed of the Lord. Blessed of the Lord. Here men that die receive tithes, but there he receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Melchizedek, whom Abraham gave tithes to, was a type of who? Jesus, the Lord our high priest. Amen. Does he receive tithes? That's why I tell you when we give, give up. Don't, don't look at us. Don't look at the church. Give up. Amen. Tithing is in the New Testament. Go back with me to Malachi. And let's talk about some practical application of this. Malachi. Everybody say, I'm not scared. I'm glad. <laughs> now, if you don't care for this, now don't, don't, don't be bothered because I'm, I'm not going to pester you about this. I'm telling you what, what has worked for us. Malachi chapter 3. The great famous tithing chapter. Malachi 3 verse 7. Now you understood this whole, the bunch he's, he's writing to here was backslid. Absolutely. Read, read the whole book. Don't, don't just read it. Back up sometimes. Just a short, what, four little short chapters. Back up starting in the first chapter sometime, first verse, you'll see they were backslid. And you know one of the, one of the prominent places that being out of fellowship and backslid with God shows up? In your giving. It's just a fact. People who don't want to give to God, they're not in good fellowship with Him. They're cold. Out of fellowship. No such thing as somebody just, you know, don't want to give a dollar and they're walking close to God. He said, you know, they were bringing sick sheep and offering them to the Lord. Ones with diseases and sores and broken legs. He said, give him to your governor. See if he likes him. He said, if I be a great king and a great God, where is my honor? Read it in this first chapter and second chapter sometime. You'll say, where's my honor? Do you understand if you're a wealthy person and you tip God in the plate, you're not honoring him. I didn't say you had to give it here, but you ought to be given somewhere. Amen. Now, if all you got is $5 and you put in a dollar, you're honoring God, right? But if you got millions and you put a 10 in the plate, you're not honoring God, right? And he goes on to say, he said, there's not a one of you that would even come out to the house of God and open the doors unless you get paid. Got to have money to do everything you do. How many of there's more ways to give than just money? There's been times in our life we didn't have money to give, but we could give our talents or our resources or our, sometimes just grunt work. 
Right? I mean, just sweat. But that's valuable. And I'm telling you, a lot of the church people here, if you don't know it, some of you, you're the ones doing it. But I'm telling you, the church has stepped up. People are working. You can see it, can't you? I'm painting this place and cleaning this place. And that's that's like sowing money. And better than sowing money in a lot of places. Your time is precious. Read this. He said, return to me. And I'll return to you. That mean, Now that means give back to me. And I'll give back to you, says the Lord. But they said, what shall we give back? Wherein shall we return? And he said, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, where have we, what did we rob you of? He said, in what? Tithes. And offer. How could he, why would he say, you've robbed me? How could you say somebody robbed you unless they took something that was yours? If it was never yours, you couldn't say, they robbed me. Right? The tithe belongs to the Lord. It's his. Tithing is not sowing. Tithing is returning to God what is His and it's honoring Him. Now you have a decision to make. Phyllis and I have been there. A lot of you guys have been there. Like I said, for years we kind of sort of tithed. Most of the time. Kind of. Because you'd get strapped, you know. And you got bills. And you got this. And you got. And you ever heard people say, I can't afford to. I wish I could. I'd like to. But I can't afford to. It ain't a matter of affording to. It's a matter of faith. And is that tenth, is it his or not? See, you got to decide. And so what you, if it's his, then you got to decide when something comes up and here that you get paid and here's your money and there's not enough money to tithe and pay the bills. Have you ever been there? We have. And all too often, we decided to go ahead and do what we needed to do and try to catch up with God later. We did it. We've done it. But here's what you're doing. You're saying, uh, Lord, you're either saying, Lord, this is not yours. It's mine. And if I want to give you some of it, I will. But otherwise, it's just up to me. It's mine. Or if you're saying, no, I know it's yours, but I need it right now. And so what's the easiest to do for us to borrow God's money and pay the bills and do what we want to do and then say, okay, Lord, we're going to believe you to give us the rest of the money we need plus the money to pay you back. Or would it be easier to believe God when you know you've obeyed him, amen, and you're saying there's not enough to do everything, but Lord, this is not even mine to spend like I want to. Here is yours. I'm returning it. I'm honoring you with it. Now bless me and bring the rest of what I need to pay everything. Do you think you'd be on firmer ground? To stay? I've proven it. We've seen it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Boy, I see some cogs turning. Boy, some people are going, whoo. 
Glory to God. Now, let's talk just a little bit more about this. And I'm going to pray over you. We're going to release some faith in some areas. When you tithe, you don't just write the check like you pay the light bill. Okay? And don't take the calculator and figure it to the penny (laughs) and think, oh boy, you know, I don't want to. Let's round that off to that small side. No, round it, always round it off on the fat side. Hmm? We're going to talk about this tomorrow night because the Bible says the liberal soul will be made fat, blessed. The what? The liberal. Liberal. Generous. So always round it off on the fat side. If the tithe is $101, what do we do? 110 would be great. 20 would be even better, right? Or just help yourself. Now, you know, you're not going to outgive God. More you sow, the more you reap. Everything you're doing above the tithe is sowing. Right? And so you, you don't just do it. You know, you know, some people tithe or pay tithes like people paying off the mafia. They do. You know, in some rough parts of town, some of these guys will come in with a ball bat and they say, we're selling insurance. They say, insurance? I don't need any insurance. I already got insurance. Not from us, you don't. Well, I don't need any insurance. Yes, you do. What they mean is, you don't pay us, we will destroy your place. Right? And you know, people get like that about, oh, well, you better pay God. Pay him his money. Pay him his money. If you don't, your car will break down. Your pet cat will die. Give God his money. Keep him happy. That's not okay. For you out of fear. I said for you out of fear. To pay tithe. No, no. What are we talking about? Honoring God. Honoring God. Amen. Bringing that tithe. And worshiping the Lord. Now I want to give you some things. And I'm, I'm commencing to get ready to start. I thought I was. I got something else I want to do. Go to Haggai. Go to Haggai. Haggai is in the Old Testament. It may be back there where your pages are stuck together. Go to Malachi if you don't know where you're already in Malachi. And just start backing up. Backing up till you get to Haggai. Anybody found it yet? It's just two chapters. Now, when during these first days, when the Lord began to teach us and bring us out uh, of of poverty, He dealt with me to read this little book, Haggai. It was strange to me. I think I'd read it maybe a time or two. He dealt with me, read this. So I read it. Just two chapters. He'd deal with me, read it again. So I'd read it again. He'd deal with me, read it again. I'm not talking about in one day, but as the days went by, weeks went by, read it again. Read it again. Read it again. I think I read it 50 times over the course of probably a year or so. And finally, one day, I guess some people's quicker than others, but one day I got it. It went off in me. 
And I wrote up at the top of the page where it says Haggai, I wrote up there with my pen, Matthew 6.33. Where we just read, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Read chapter 1, verse 2. Chapter 1, verse 2. It says, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Verse 3. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O you, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lie waste? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You've sown much, and you bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there's none warm. And he that earns wages, earns wages to put it in a bag with holes. Sound like anything you've ever heard of or seen? You ever heard people talk like, man, where does the money go, they say? Where did it go? I just got paid and I'm already broke again. He said, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house. He's talking about his house. Build my house and I'll take pleasure in it and I'll be glorified, says the Lord. You looked for much and it came to little. And when you brought it home, I did blow on it. Why, said the Lord of hosts, because my house that is waste and you run every man to his own house. Did you hear what he said? What's the first principle of prosperity? What's the first? The law here. Honor God and what? Put Him first. Now see, this is the revelation we got. Many Christians who do give and tithe, it is not first with them. They get paid. The money comes in. And they sit down and they pay their bills. And they pay their rent. Or they pay their house payment. And they pay their car payment. And they do with buy some shoes for the kids and make sure we've got plenty of grocery money and make sure we pay the insurance premium. And then also we got to, we need to give something to the Lord too. You've already violated the first principle of prosperity. Did you hear me? Giving cannot be something you also do. It's got to be first. When the money comes in, the first thing you think of is God's part. Amen? And you do that before you look at a bill. You do that before you think about what you want. See, these people were saying, it ain't time. They didn't say they weren't going to do anything for the Lord's house. But they just said, well, it ain't time right now. Cause, and he said, well, is it time to fix your house? See, here's the thing. So many folks are thinking, well, as soon as I get my stuff paid off and as soon as I get ahead some, well, I'm going to do something for the church. No, you'll never get there like that. doesn't happen that way. You're putting yourself first. You're putting your kids first. You're putting your own stuff first. And you're violating the first and most basic principle of God's prosperity. You must put Him first. Seek His things first. Now, I'm not just telling you this because we're standing in the church tonight. We've done this. We've done this for 20 plus years. If, the church, if our house needed carpet and the church needed carpet, our house waits and we take care of the church. Did you hear me? I'm telling you what we've done. If, you know, the missionary needs a car and my car's wore out, we get him one. We get that taken care of first. Does that mean I can't have one? Oh, I got one coming. 
Oh yeah, maybe two of them. Or three. But not mine first. Did you hear me? Here's the key now. What comes first? First. Now look what he said to them. Because they got a hold of this. In the second chapter, verse 8, he said, The silver is mine and the gold is mine, said the Lord of hosts. It ain't the devil's, it's his. And the glory of this latter house is going to be greater. Greater than the former. Now look down to verse 15. Verse 15, he said, Now I pray you, consider this. See, what happened, they heard the word of the Lord, they received it, they repented, they went directly to working on the Lord's house, and they started putting him first. They, they, they received the message. And look what happened. He said, now you listen to me. From this day and upward, before a stone was laid on a stone, before you put two bricks together out there at the Lord's house, before those days, since those days, when you came to a heap of 20 measures, you only got 10. Small harvest. And when you came to the press fat to draw out 50, you only got 20. Little return on your investment. I smote you with blasting and mildew and hail and the labors of your hands, yet you turn not to me, says the Lord. How many know the first thing you ought to do when things ain't going right in your life? Get to God. Turn to God. Get to seeing where you're missing it, right? Start repenting and getting right. Verse 18, consider now from this day and upward, from the four and twentieth day of the ninth month, from the day the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Does the Lord know the very day, the very hour, the very minute that in your heart you say, okay, from this moment forward, I'm putting God first. He said, look, look, verse 19, is the seed yet in the barn? He said, you hadn't even sowed all that seed. And the fig tree and the pomegranate, olive tree, none of them is brought forth yet, but you watch it. From this day will I bless you. Hallelujah. I can tell you from some small experience, looking back from the day, Phyllis and I said, all right, this playing with this is over. The tithe belongs to the Lord. It's His. It's not even mine to think about what I want to do with. It's His. And it comes right off the top and it goes in that account and we do what he says. We send it to his church. We support our local church and we give to the missionaries and we take care of the preachers. Amen. We do God's business. And I, I can, I can look back right now from this is right after I told you about me falling across the bed and crying. And from right after that, we got a hold of this and started doing it from that day. We have just come up, 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 up. Up. Hallelujah. He's increasing us more and more. Us and all that come up under us. Glory to God. Now listen. The Lord spoke this to my heart. And I wrote it down. And this is something. And I think a lot of you don't even really need to hear this right now. You're convinced. But this will help you in talking to other people as well. People, Christians, I should say, Christians who don't tithe are making some very strong statements to God. A lot of them are doing it ignorantly, and the Lord's merciful and gracious with ignorance. But a, now, non-Christians, that's another thing. You know, they don't, they don't claim to be putting God first in their life, right? 
But people who say, I belong to the Lord. Jesus is my Lord. I'm serving him. I'm a Christian. God is number one in my life. And don't tithe. Then what, what they're saying by that action or inaction, they're saying the tithe is not his. It's mine. None of my money belongs to God. It's my money. I worked hard for it. I earned it. Nobody gave it to me. It's mine. And I don't owe God anything. Do people want to say that? Would anybody with any sense want to say to God, Hey, this is mine. I worked hard for this. You know, some of the people that are most adamant against the prosperity message, some of them are wealthy people. You know why? Because they don't want to give God the credit for their prosperity. They take the honor and glory of it to themselves. Hey, I worked hard. Nobody helped me. Nobody gave me anything. I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps. I'm a self-made man. Yeah, and you're a liar. And a deceived sap. What do you mean? The scripture says, Paul said right into the Corinthians, what do you have that was not given to you? Hmm? You know what the answer is? Not any good thing that you have. Somebody said, hey, nobody helped me. Listen, you wouldn't have had the sense to get up out of bed in the morning and find the door. Must less go into the world and make money. Unless the Lord Almighty had given you breath and given you health and given you rightness of mind and given you favor and seed to sow and contacts. See what people are saying by not tithing. They're saying, I did this on my own. I don't owe him anything. I produced this myself. It's a lie. I said, it's a, don't, anybody remember Deuteronomy 8 said, you will not forget, but you will remember that it is the Lord your God who gives you power to get wealth. Amen. When a deal goes through and you made money, you better hold up your hand and say, thank you, Lord. You did that for me. Amen. When you, when you sell something and you make a profit, when it goes good for you, you have contacts and you rise above, you better say, God, you did it. You did it. You opened your hand and you gave me this. And how do you say it more than just talk? By, by taking his portion. Amen. Off the top. When you, when you return the tithe to the Lord, you're saying, Lord, you gave me this. You gave me all of this. And I'm returning your portion. You're acknowledging you didn't do it on your own. He did it for you. He gave it to you. I know a, a situation where this one pastor fella uh, was fussing about tithing and he finally said, okay, all right, I'm on tithe. I'm on tithe. I see it. I see it. So he started. And over the next five years, God blessed that man. His tithe started out being a, uh, $100. Next thing you know, he's writing tithe checks for $20,000. And he was concerned. He didn't like that. He came to the pastor. He said, now, you know, these are big checks now. This is, you know... Uh, this ain't, we ain't talking about a hundred dollars no more. I mean, we're talking about $20,000. We're looking at another deal here. could be a hundred thousand dollars. And I'm just not sure what I need to do about this anymore. And the pastor said, that's all right, brother, sit down here. Let me pray with you. 
He said, Lord, our brother's not real sure about how much prosperity he wants. Take some of this back and, and, and get him. He said, quit, quit. He said, no, don't, don't play that. People who don't tithe, Christians who don't tithe are also saying providing for God's church and business is not a priority to me. My stuff is number one. People who don't tithe are saying the church, the mission, God's people, God's ministers, God's outreach is not priority to me. Also, people who don't tithe are saying I, do, I choose not to honor God financially and materially. I choose not to. And I know any sensible, understanding person does not want to say those three things that I just said. And yet by the actions and lack of action, that's what they're saying. Go back to Malachi. Let's finish reading that verse and I think I'm done. I reserve the right to change. <laughs> oh, roosters crow and fish swim and preachers preach. Yeah. <laughs> Malachi 3, are you there? <laughs> Somebody says, Am I? Yeah, I'm not sure, Brother Keith, if I'm called to preach or not. If you can do something else, you probably ain't called. Because if you're called, it's just like a rooster. If you got a rooster, you're going to crow, you know? Glory to God. He said, return to me. Give back to me. Somebody said, well, now, Brother Keith, I hadn't tithed for 20 years. Am I going to have to pay all that back? No, I don't say. And this is, this is me talking now. But, I, you know, what I know of the Lord, he'll forgive you. Amen. The other debts that you incurred by your sin, he forgives. Amen. And, uh, but the thing is, what are you going to do now? Amen. What are you going to do today and tomorrow? And uh, we got guests. I know people, so there's a number of people here. You don't go to this church. And, uh, I'm not talking about money coming here. I'm talking about you honoring God wherever you are, whatever you do. Amen. And that's why I told you, get that account. Go ahead. Open it up tomorrow. If you don't know to have one, get you a God account. And settle the question once and for all and forever that the tenth is his. It belongs to him. So what do I do with it then? It's his. Do what he tells you to do with it. Amen. To support his works and his ministries and his things. Malachi 3. He said, will a man rob God? Yet you've robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed you? He said, in tithes and offerings. Obviously, the tithe is his. And of course, offerings he tells you to give would be his too. You're cursed with a curse because you've robbed me. This whole nation. You know, that's true of this, uh, of the U.S. In a measure. You know, what if the whole nation tithed? Glory to God. How much more of the gospel would have already been preached? Uh, Jesus might have already come by now. Mm. He said, verse 10, Bring ye all the tithes 
into the storehouse that there might be food in my house. And prove me now one of the rare places where you see God saying, prove me. A lot of other times you try to prove him and you're tempting God. You're in big trouble. But but God's saying, check me out. Just see if it ain't so. Bring bring my money (laughs) that already belongs to me, to me, and prove me. See me. See if I will not open you the windows of heaven and I'll pour you out a blessing that you won't even have enough room to take it all in. Somebody ought to be happy about that. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. He will not destroy the fruits of your ground and your vine won't cast their fruit before the time. Your deal won't fall through in the middle. Hmm? You won't lose a bunch of it to unexpected expenses and legal fees and doctor bills because I'll bless you, I'll keep you, I'll protect you. Oh, glory to God. And everybody around you, all nations will call you blessed and you'll be a delightsome land, says the Lord of hosts. Tell me, is that true? Is that true? Is that Bible? Does he do it? Does it belong to his people today? Somebody say amen. Amen. Stand on your feet. Let's praise the Lord. Oh, Lord, we bless you. Come on, lift your hands. Tell God you believe him. Tell him you believe the scripture is true. Tell him you believe it works right now just like it did then. Just like it always will. Oh, praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to lead you in a prayer. Now we're going to pray a prayer about tithing. If you're not sure about it, then don't pray the prayer. If you're not sure, you're not ready to say it, don't say it. You can still say it later if you want to. But if you believe it, if you mean it, close your eyes and say it out loud again. Father God, you are my source you are my supply and you are the God who gives me power to get wealth every good thing every perfect gift has come from you nothing that I have can I just take all the credit for every dollar every blessing Everything has come from your hand. I see and I believe what you said, that the tithe, the tenth of all the increase, belongs to you, is holiness to the Lord. And from this day, I take this stand and I say, everything you give me, All you bless me with, all the increase you pour on my life, I will surely return the tenth to you. I will tithe. I will honor you 
with the tithe, with the first fruits of all the increase you pour on my life. And I believe, just like you said, you will bless me. You will open the windows of heaven. You will pour blessing on me until I don't have enough room. You'll rebuke the devourer. You'll rebuke the devil over all my stuff. I'll be kept. I'll be protected. I'll be spared. And all around me will call me blessed. 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 The blessed of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, praise Him a little bit. Lord, thank You, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.